The psalm appointed for today is Psalm 47 on page 650. 65-0. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a cry of joy. He subdues the people under us and the nations under our feet. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of the ram's horn. For God is king of all the earth. Sing praises with all your skill. The nobles of the people have gathered together with the people of the God of Abraham. The rulers of the earth belong to God, and he is the God of A reading from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. I've heard of your faith in Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelations as you come to know him so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and domain, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in ages to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of the Lord. of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you 
that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses to these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Tell us, O oh Lord, what we need to hear, and show us what we need to do to be followers of Jesus. Amen. Why do we celebrate the ascension, that day that the risen Christ was taken up into heaven to see that God to sit at God's right hand? the day on which we are reminded that Jesus left us and has not been back since. Why should we celebrate being left on our own? It feels more like the Feast of the Abandonment. <laughs> the last time we heard, he is not here, those words were good news. Those words were spoken by the angel to the women and then to Peter, who early on that Easter morning went to the tomb in which the crucified Jesus had been placed to grieve and instead were greeted with the news. He is not here. He is risen. Death had not triumphed. In this Easter season, we've been reminded of how Jesus with, was with the disciples after his resurrection. He walked among them talked with them, ate with them. That joy in their reunion was mixed with awe and fear and uncertainty about what was happening. And then Jesus ascended up somewhere out of their sight. Again, Jesus is not here. 
Only this time, he hasn't come back. We have waited for some 2,000 plus years, and still, Jesus is not here. Some people get preoccupied with questions like, where is he gone? How far up did he go? Is there really a heaven up there, out beyond the furthest galaxy our space telescopes can see? Was what the disciples witnessed some kind of astro projection? Or did Jesus pass through a time warp into the future beyond time? Well, to me, the question, where did Jesus go, is not a productive question because it leads to dead-end speculations driven by science or science fiction. For me, the question is, why? Why has he gone? How is this long absence of Jesus part of the gospel story? Why is it good news? So for clues, we turn to that story. And here, how we read the story is important. For how we read the story makes a difference in how we understand the ascension. One way is to take the story only as it is recorded in Luke's gospel, which was the gospel lesson I just read. The scene is this. The disciples are huddled together in Jerusalem. They have been receiving reports of Jesus sightings from the women and others who went to the tomb and found it empty, from two disciples who encountered him walking to Emmaus, and then suddenly Jesus is right there in the room with them. He eats with them. He explains again why he had to die and suffer and be raised, and Luke says that this time the disciples get it. They understand. And then Jesus tells them that they are eyewitnesses to the events and they must go to all the nations to tell what they have seen and experienced so that all people can know and experience God's love and forgiveness. But first, they have to stay put in Jerusalem. And then the scene changes. Jesus takes the disciples out of Jerusalem to that little village of Bethany. He raises his hand in blessing, and while he's blessing them, he disappears. Once again, he's no longer with them. How the disciples to react to this new, he is not here. Well, first they worship him. And then they returned to got to Jerusalem to wait, like he had told them. And then they go to church, and they stay there, continually blessing God. And that's where the Gospel of Luke ends, the disciples in church. I suspect for many Christians, this is the significance of the ascension. The risen Jesus has left us to sit at God's right hand, and from a distance, he watches over us and continues to bless us. When we die, we will go to be with Jesus. And in the meanwhile, we are to stay put in church and wait. On Sundays, we can be found lifting our hearts in joy and being reassured that God loves us. 
for that is what church is for, to be here for us, to comfort us, to reassure us, to help us grow in our spiritual lives. But the end of the gospel that Luke wrote is not the end of Luke's story. For the same person who wrote the gospel of Luke also wrote that book we call, the book that's called the Acts of the Apostles that we refer to simply as Acts. So the ascension is the end of the gospel, but it's the beginning of the Acts. And in Acts, we get an expanded account of what happened to the disciples on that ascension day. It seems that they did not, after all, entirely understand that all that Jesus had taught them when they were last together. For in the Acts account, when Jesus explains why he had to suffer and die and be crucified and raised, the, the disciples respond with a question that's foremost on their mind. Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? They've been looking for that through his whole life, earthly life with him, his ministry. And they want to know, finally, is this when we're going to get rid of those hated Romans and be the restored nation of Israel, God's chosen people? Well, Jesus' reply is the same as it's always been every time they've asked that question. That's not for you to know. What you need to know is that now it's up to all of you to act. You are to be witnesses. You are to tell the story of what you have seen and experienced. You are to start in Jerusalem and then go next door to Judea and Galilee and keep on going, telling that story until you get to the ends of the earth. It's up to you to complete the work I have begun. But you're not quite ready. You need power to accomplish this mission, and you will receive that power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you in Jerusalem. And with those parting words, Jesus disappears and is no longer with them. How do the disciples react to this? He's no longer here. They stand rooted to the spot, their mouths agape, staring up into the empty heavens. It takes two men in white, whom we're to assume are angels, to nudge them into action. But once they get set into motion, according to the story in Acts, the disciples do not stop. They go back to what becomes their headquarters and get organized and get to work. While devoting themselves to prayer, they also proceed to replace Judas so that once again there are 12 of them. When the Holy Spirit alights on them at Pentecost, inflaming their hearts and empowering them to action, they're ready. And for the rest of the book of Acts, nothing stops them. Acts closes with Paul preaching the gospel in Rome, the heart of the Roman Empire, the heart of the known world, and a long, long way from Jerusalem. 
So to me, the importance of the Feast of the Ascension is not that Jesus has left for a while, apparently for a very long while, is that Jesus has left us so that we can act. Because as long as Jesus is with us on earth, we will all ask, Lord, when are you going to restore the kingdom? Lord, when are you going to do it for us? I think we celebrate ascension to remind ourselves that Jesus came and lived among us for a short while in historical time to teach us about God's kingdom and God's intention for us and for the earth. Jesus showed us how to live in that kingdom here and now, and then he left us so that we would get on with the work. He did not leave us orphaned. He did not leave us abandoned. We are not alone. We have the Holy Spirit, as Jesus promised, to equip and empower us to continue the work Jesus begun. So if I were to rename today's feast day, I would not call it the Feast of the Abandonment. I would call it the Feast of the Enablement. Enablement in its way, in its meaning, to make possible to help another person to do something. Enablement in the way that parents enable their children to learn and grow by letting them do it. Jesus ascended into heaven to enable us to continue his work. And so I end with a challenge. Enabled by the space left in Jesus' absence and empowered by the Holy Spirit to act. What are you doing? What are we doing to restore God's kingdom on earth? Amen.